Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 39 of the Base Life Podcast. In this episode, we sit down in London, England with Thomas Berryman and Attain Veronique. Tim is also kind enough to join us as we uh, knock off the dust and get back in the rhythm of recording. Uh, You're in for a bit of a wild ride on this one because it was a late night recording, uh, lots of fun, and uh, you're going to get a little bit of everything um, as we're kind of all over the place, but uh, still a lot of fun to record. Um, So big, big thank you to Thomas and Attain and Tim, and uh, hopefully you enjoy. Oh, I almost forgot. Um, Be sure to check out the show notes for this one as there are a lot of references that will make a lot more sense uh, if you have a little bit of background on what we're talking about. Um, But either way, Enjoy the show. Warning. The following conversation may not be suitable for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Three, two, one, see ya. You're listening to Peace Life Podcast with your hosts, Randy and Brian. So, so this is our first uh, base life recording since the hospital. October. Since uh, Brian was dosing November. me on on radio December. or on, on air, um, Brian was dosing. You could actually hear the beeping. That's all I remember from February. that podcast. In fact, was that Brian was like trying to give me more drugs <laughs> on air. Oh. Yeah. Good. Um, because he had a button. But so the funny thing is, like, I could only get more drugs every eight minutes. Every eight and, minutes. And they could see when I was hitting the, the drugs to, like, uh, see, like, try to find a pattern, like, if I was uh, having more pain at certain times of the day. And they saw, they were like, you definitely wanted more drugs when your friends were in the room. <laughs> like, there was a trend there. Like, uh, yes. Interesting. Because I really didn't need them when I was by myself. Because I was, surprising. like, I was watching Netflix. Or playing playing card games. Um, it's because we're just so good friends. Online. It's because you're all games. bad influences. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> everybody wants the good stuff, and everybody wants your friend to get the good stuff when they can. Well, it's probably because you were under so much trauma from having them there that it probably hiked your pain levels up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, at the time, I didn't understand how much trauma. Like, I didn't understand how much trauma I had created for my body and, yeah. and my my foot. Because, like, the, the breaks were in my, my ankle, you know, and the leg, like the tibia and the fib, the fibula. But the, the actual foot and the, the nerve damage that, that, I, that I incurred was pretty significant. Well, it's amazing that um, you're walking. I mean, you should feel really proud of yourself. Yeah, I'm happy to have a leg, in fact. Um, it, it's, just at least grab it. I'll, I'll take it. We're, we're passing the Jaeger around. No, I'm not now. drinking so for the so, record. So we are in London, England. We're in the basement. In the basement, in the basement of uh, Airbnb in London, England. And we just uh, finished a Kill Tony show. Uh, <coughs> Google it if you don't know Kill Tony. And um, definitely don't listen to the Manchester episode because Brian and I both yeah, had to woo. suffer. Um, By the way, we had a great Manchester set. Yep. 
Get ready to listen to some fucking hilarious comedy. <laughs> yeah, you you like bombing? Like uh, <laughs> you want to hear people eat dicks on radio? Yeah. That's us. You yeah. know what? Everyone's first time is always like a that. big plate, <laughs> a whole plate. But the really? funny thing is, no, no, no. Hang on. Let's let's talk about that more. I wouldn't know from experience first what I hear. Your first time on stand up. Oh no, no, stand up, right? Oh, yeah. Right, right. What do you think first I was talking you about? You just Brian? said everybody's first time was <laughs> terrible. It's all about eating dicks at your first time. <laughs> well, I can see the association, but Sorry, that's not what I was it. referring to. Is it dead? Yep. Uh, let's put it away. Oh, there's a little bit in there. Good. Passing that Jaeger around. Uh, so, last drop. So a little recap. Uh, October, I got hurt. And then I accidentally left the podcast equipment in Lauterbrunnen for like a month. And then like I was dealing with new job stuff and new like – there's a lot of shit going on. I just didn't have the capacity to uh, – keep the podcast going like i was just no not when you're injured yeah and and you know like and anyone that has been hurt will understand that uh (coughs) when you have a bad landing or when you screw up a jump like it it screws with your um your confidence yeah you know and so it's like one of those i didn't i don't feel like talking about bass because i was kind of like uh I can imagine. I was dealing with some stuff in my own head, yep. you know. So is and we all go through it when when you have an accident. So, uh, but I'm but um, I'm finally at a point where I can like you know deal with it. And I'm I didn't want to drive myself crazy by like thinking about bass all the time and not being able to do it. Yeah. And so I, I was distracting myself with other things. And so but but I'm finally I'm walking again and it's good uh, to see you back. and I'm around yeah. jumpers. So and yeah. it's like one of those things cause we we've all been talking like attain like uh, attain and Thomas both of you like we we've talked even before I started buying the equipment and sort of getting the uh podcast set up. Like you, you guys were um, motivators for for me to start the podcast really? because I found like your stories to be interesting and I wanted to share that. Really? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Oh. You remember we were, when we, when my mom was here? It, yes. What was that like two years ago? And we sat and talked about base jumping yeah. for three hours in your poor mother. <laughs> she had she actually of all the places I took her while she was in uh, Europe. London was her least favorite city, but the city that she had the most fun in. Go figure well, out London's how that works. London's a fun city. Yeah, but, but, but it was because of the two of you and the places we went, and she really oh. enjoyed it. Give me five, brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so yeah. me and Tom, so we, we were props, big jellyfish. <laughs> props to you guys, and props for, for being part of that motivation. Tom. It was so uh, nice to meet your yeah. mom, you know, because right? we didn't really know each other. I mean, we kind of knew each other. I met you guys when I followed Dukes' course in 2016, mm-hmm. and then and then we we kind of saw each other again at Air Games. Yeah. And so I kind mm-hmm. of knew. So it was really nice to sort of meet your family in that, you know, and just kind of be out with them that day. And we just we had a really good day. Yeah. When I recall, just and drinking and talking, and, and you were telling yeah. me about like you know some of your other. Uh, activities you know like other like activities you know like which being, ones i like, don't remember like being a dj and all that stuff and i was like this is why you dj this is why we <laughs> need tell us more podcast i don't want to you know what i'm trying to put that life behind me you know what you know what the funny thing about djing is i started djing in when i lived in california in 1997 wow because mm. but the thing was i was working Getting at basic research before it was apex base mm. and 
I was being introduced to this amazing new sport, this groundbreaking stuff, and I was, you know, sort of at that stage of it, not really fully appreciating what it was at the time because all I wanted to be doing was being out partying at raves. And, you know, I wasn't really focused on skydiving and, and bass. And so shortly after I did my first few bass jumps, I started. I moved away and got married, and I started DJing full-time. So my DJ career actually pulled me away from the sport, and it wasn't a happy time, really, like... DJing was was hard. It was a hard. It wasn't a really happy time for me. I mean, it wasn't. It's, it seems glamorous and everything, but actually, it was. Looking back, I really wish I hadn't done it. Sounds I wish like I could, a lot of late nights. It was a lot of late nights, and you know, there's just a sort of, it. You know, there's just you get into, you know, the, the lifestyle, and you can imagine, and it wasn't healthy, and I and I wasn't happy for a long time, but I continued doing it because I loved music. When you say the lifestyle. No, We're not no. going in there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're trying to fish. But <laughs> so at, the, at the end of the day, you you didn't see 7 a.m. Oh, I saw a couple of 7 a.m.s in a row a few times. <laughs> 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 but it was good. Look, I don't regret any of it. We had some good times, but I'm really happy that it's in the past and that I found base jumping again because I just I feel like it's more me. So yeah. if I was going to pull up your Spotify Discover Weekly. There's nothing there anymore. It's all gone. You've you've gotten rid of everything. What are you listening to right now? I still listen to the music. So I'm, I listen to Deep House, and there's, there's a DJ that I, that I still listen to. He's called Seth Troxler, and I really love him. I love all his music. So I'm still very in touch with the music. I just have no desire to go to a club, even even for one hour. Mm. I would never, ever do it again. <laughs> but I love the music. No, it's inspiring to like cycle to work with some good house music playing. Mm. But that's it for me. So I just got into like mashups. You like mashups? Right, right now I'm I'm kind of digging mashups where it's like. What kind of music? Well, it's like dub remixes of "Stairway to Heaven" with Biggie, Biggie Smalls overlapped on top. So okay. it's like that's interesting. Classic rock, dub, hip hop, old school rap mashup. I kind of like similar, but I like more trip hop. So when you say dub, are you talking about dubstep? Well, I don't know the difference. Yeah, I don't know the difference either. It's just a uh, more electronic remix of Stairway to Heaven. I think I heard of that. Yeah, like uh, Grammatic and okay, all those guys. Names, yeah. I'm it's very into trip-hop, but I don't know much about dub. Yep. But what, What's trip-hop? I'm sorry. So trip-hop's not as popular anymore, I think, as it used to be. It's sort of like slow. It's kind of got like a hip-hop sort of beat to it but it's all different stuff it's all it's very versatile so you might have some sort of orchestral music or you might have some hip-hop or you might have it's just very if you go to beatport uh, not beatport sorry if you go to youtube and just google uh, and just type in you know trip-hop mixes yeah. there's a mix called interstellar which is my favorite trip-hop mix i don't know it's just fantastic just listen to that and then tell me what you think trip-hop Interstellar. Interstellar. Yeah. Taking yeah. notes, right? Taking notes. Yeah, it's just very. If you're I'll lying down. I'll add a link in the show notes if anyone's it's listening. Nothing to yes. it. You're not going to trip while you listen. You to might it. if you like tripping on music. Yeah. It all depends. You might. It depends on what state of mind you're in when you listen to yeah. it. But I, I get into the zone. I'm on my bike and I cycle to work and I've got Interstellar in the headphones. Oop! Next thing you know, I'm at work. Mm-hmm. Just like that. But yeah. So uh, like <laughs> I've, I've been really like tripping out on mashups this last month. Just this last month. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just where my SoundCloud or Spotify takes me. Like, it literally it just takes me down. random? Does it just pick on something and take you there? Yep. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. like, mashups now is, like, 
90s uh, grunge mixed with mm. like like an electronic beat on top of hip hop lyrics. I can't imagine that. So you're almost thinking Nirvana. Yes. With a hip hop beat. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. And then, I then think throw I've in like a line from Biggie, yeah. you know, like uh, something like that. Like yeah. It's, it's all over it's the place. It sounds creative good. for sure. It's not it's good. Bad. And you're just like, oh, somebody's not on airplane mode. Yeah. Oh, you can hear this crackling. I'm doing it now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on airplane mode. The co host <laughs> is not on <laughs> fucking <laughs> airplane mode. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Meh. But uh, you can still be on airplane mode and have Wi Fi. That's true. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. But you can't 100%. pull up your Spotify, can you? I sure yeah. can. We're not playing that on air, are we? Yeah, we just yeah. gotta get that signal out out of there. Uh, I just don't know how to. Why is it not connected? Yeah. So, er, so one of the things that brought us together tonight, and we were, um, you know, I'm I'm always everywhere I go. Like at this point in my jumping career, it's like I I kind of know a few people wherever I go. Yeah. And uh, I'm so thankful every time I come to London, like uh, you guys, like turn up and, and hang out with us. And are, are you playing the music right now? At least hold be, it to the mic so we can. I was gonna make it background music, but it's, it's yeah, not really fire thing. up your fire up to your mic, and I'll tell a story. So, so it sounds a bit trip hoppy. Yeah, I know this is some of the stuff that I'm. This might get us kicked off off YouTube, except we're not on YouTube, so it's fine. Um, so, do you recognize both songs? Like one is Biggie Smalls. I do. recognize everything. <laughs> she has an ear for it. Yeah. I, I mean, I can kind of. Yeah, I see it. I, I understand it. I've heard it a few of it. And yeah. Okay. So that's our mashup. That's that's interesting. Okay, it's similar to what I listen to because trip hop's kind of got the same sort of beat to it, the yeah. same sort of rhythm. At least some of the stuff I listen to. Yeah. So we. we uh, Do you have a Spotify account? You know what? I don't. You know what's really interesting is Do I don't. You know what? Even even this podcast has a Spotify account. <laughs> I, I I take I go to YouTube. It took like ten seconds for me to create it. So. It was but you, don't, you don't have your own curated list of music you like. I, you know what? I find I'm just I just I've gotten used to YouTube. I type in what I want and I always find what I want. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff I like is, is from DJs who've played a set and they've been videoed or and they always put their stuff up on YouTube. Does um DJ attain still works the search? <laughs> and don't let's know. <laughs> let's find out. Yes, I do, but I don't like what's up there and my pictures are very old. And on YouTube. No, I'm not on you. There's one set of me playing in Italy in YouTube, and it's, it's horrendously the speaker's blown or something, but it's, you can't hear what I'm playing. So, so I gotta find you on Spotify then. The good part about a podcast is you can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure nobody's that motivated that they're gonna search for someone who's DJed for. But it's attained. So ten years ago, DJ attained. There are no, two no, results no. for DJ attained. Are there? Sparked. Neither one of them oh are mine. <laughs> How did that come up? Okay, moving on from DJ Tang, because she died in 2010. Aww. Did she? Like, literally or like like a fiery death? She died. She died. Do you know what's interesting? You guys are going to love this story. I legally died. How did she die? Can I tell you the story? And don't laugh at me. And and it doesn't matter if you believe me or not, but this is an actual true story. So I had a studio in Clapton, which is East London. And this is where I used to make my music, right? 
and the, it's kind of like a, it was an old building where I would share the office space with, with other, you know, there were lawyers and this really old small building was cheap. But I needed a place where I could play my music without disturbing the neighbors and people I lived with. There I was, 3 o'clock in the morning one morning, banging away on my laptop. And a poltergeist. No. No, I'm serious. Get out of here. No, I'm not. I had this broom, this this heavy-duty industrial broom that would lean against a cupboard in the corner of the room, which I never used because I would only just use the desk space to put my speakers in my laptop. And I'm going in. I've got two candles on the on the desk, and I'm going. There's no draft or anything in this room because it was in the in the basement. And all of a sudden, without a joke, the door of this cupboard opened, and the broom fell. This is a heavy broom. It's one of those. It's got those wire bristles, right? And the door just went. It was like a horror movie. The door just went, and the broom went like this. And I just, I, I pressed pause like this, and I and I and I waited, and the candles flickered. And I just waited, and I thought, did I just imagine that? Because I'd had a few Red Bulls, right? <laughs> Maybe I was going mad. Three o'clock in the morning it happened. That was in my studio. Were you on acid at the time? No, I was totally sober. And I actually thought that you think when something like that happens that you would be absolutely terrified. I wasn't. That was the interesting thing is I felt like calling out to it. I didn't. I just sort of carried on and I just carried on. But it actually happened. This broom just went and the door just opened on its own. How weird is that? Have you ever had anything like that happen to you? Uh, <laughs> it was a poltergeist. I looked it up because they move things. I, I had some weird shit happen. Like, uh, yeah, probably, <laughs> probably not worth yes, sharing. You? But yeah, you I, I had a couple like uh, some weird some shit. shit happen like in high school. So you're uh, probably quite open to it then as well, because that apparently happens if you're quite sort of open to it. Uh, like, say anyway. like, uh, like my Why my girlfriend in high school, her her, they swore their house was um, uh, haunted, haunted, and like I I I was like watching their house and like feeding their cats while they were on vacation. Yeah. And I went in there and like their their refrigerator was in like a nice little cubby like next to the uh, the sink and everything like it was in a fixed position, and like I came in there one time and like the refrigerator was like almost like pulled out and like at an angle no way and then like up like if you went up the stairs like there was like this weird like like smoke uh trail like uh on the wall like someone had had like had had like burned smoke along the wall like like smoked it like yeah, it smoked yeah, yeah. the pipe yeah and i'm just like what the fuck like because like <laughs> the fridge it was a full size fridge that was like like com- like it took you know, like a, a a full size person to move this shit, and I'm just kind of like, what the fuck? But I, you know, like you I didn't actually know, see like, it move, but you came back to the house it, and it had. Yeah, moved. but I saw the smoke, like almost like someone blew smoke on on the wall, like uh, it was like that. I don't know what to call that, like um. I know what she's saying. It's kind of like a yeah. Yeah, like because you like because I ran my fi- I I wiped my hand across and it went away. But but they said like the dude that died in the house like used to smoke a pipe, and like uh, I can't explain like and why the why the refrigerators. Yeah, I was like I can't explain why the refrigerator was moved, but like it was just um, <laughs> ah like I, I'm not saying you don't know what real. it was, but like, it's just yeah like it, I, I don't I don't want to be one of those people who's like ah oh, like nothing it's not real there's no ghosts, but I also don't want to be like 
there's no heaven. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, man. you don't want to see ghosts everywhere you go, but at the same time, you don't want to deny their existence. Yeah, it's like you, whatever. Like it's it's either real, or it's not. Like I, I, there there are so many things I can like spend my energy on. Like a, a, the, the supernatural is not one of them. But yeah, I've had a few experiences in my life. I think I'm just sensitive to it. I guess. But yeah. Wow. Spooky. Wow. Deep. Spooky as shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so here we are. Here we we are. We got we got Tim, Thomas, Attain, Brian. What up? It's it's about one o'clock. We're back in London and we we brought we brought the uh, equipment to to have a chat. By the way, we saw a comedy show. Called Kill Tony. It was fucking quite incredible. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys think? Because like I uh, really enjoyed myself. Because Brian, Tim, and I like listened to the podcast and like have, have you know are familiar with it. But you guys are like brand new to uh, no. I, I the was kill Tony. I was always on the fence to the negative side. I was like just some American dude. But <laughs> when I when I saw the format play out, I'm like, yep. I have a lot of respect for it. I was right? like, that actually works. Mm-hmm. Let's see what they're doing. That's good. So yeah, hats off. I yeah, like anything that's interactive, you know. So anything where you can kind of where the audience interacts, I think it makes it much more exciting than just play. The stand-up's good, but you know, every time someone stood up to do their piece, yeah. I was thinking, right, is this person yeah. gonna be good? What are we yep. looking at? What yeah, are we we're in? we're gonna go see his actual stand-up on Monday. But uh, are you? But, uh, where where is Kill that? Tony show? It's in Soho somewhere. Yeah, like I don't know if it's sold out yet. If you if you're interested in going, no, I'll, sure I'll meet you can. for a bit afterwards for sure. Uh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because we we actually extended our weekend because this this is uh, I I love that we're in in England and it's uh, Martin Luther King weekend. And we oh, is that? No, no, it's no, it's sorry, Washington George Washington's Day. birthday weekend. Yes. Thank oh. God. Sorry, I get those, I get those so mixed up. Do you have a public yeah. holiday for that? So, so similar looking. I had a I had a plan like because I am not funny. We've established this over the podcast and just yeah, yeah. anyone that knows True. me, you're funny. No, I'm funny when I like relatable to other things. Like I'm like, oh yeah, Germany. I've got this other thing that was kind of funny. funny. <laughs> so so if I got called up tonight. Uh, because the premise of the Kill Tony show is that people go up and and do a minute of, of uh, comedy, and then like they inter- they get interviewed by Tony and talk about their stand up and talk about life. And I, I was gonna joke about Monday being George Washington's birthday, and uh, which is you know the guy that made America. That was like my one pseudo punchline. Which Question: I mean, uh, that's, <laughs> that's a setup. If you'd have got caught up, sorry to interrupt, yeah. would you have said, "Hey, I was at Manchester last night. Hey, give me an easy ride." No, no. no I, after after my minute was up, I, they would have brought up that I was in Manchester because yeah. they they we we all talked after the show and like they remember us, you know. But um, they it would have been a. No, I would have I wouldn't have told the crowd. Oh, I was in Manchester last night. Dar, 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 dar. Like that's like a sort of I, cop yeah. out. Like I'm I'm not I'm not here to like let them take it easy on me. You know, like I'm here to like if I'm gonna be a part of the show and it's like you know I'm gonna send it and then it's gonna suck because I know I'm not that funny. 
but as if you listen to the show, they're like they want people to bomb. So it's they like do. give yeah. give give the fucking masses what they want. You know, <laughs> people like, feed the sheep. You know, it's like sheep. I know I'm not funny. Like here you go. Yeah. Like let's they let's just to, suffer. They wanted they want a diverse crowd up there. They want some really like the guy with the glasses. He was obviously a very accomplished yeah. stand up comedian. So mm-hmm. and then they want the bombers. Thankfully, yeah. Thankfully, they got like a nice. They got a crowd. Yeah. yeah. I was terrified every single time he called. I know. What did you? He was they, like, they only got one coming dude up from next. Last night, one coming or two dudes from last night. So we were. So thankfully. Yeah. Like, I was so hoping it would be one of you. Oh, I know. <laughs> and I was over here like <laughs> you guys missed out last night. So here's the funny Just thing: is like with like karma and all that bullshit. Like I don't know where how any of this adds up, you know. But I had been joking. You know, the first time I tried to go to Moab, I broke my leg, like, right before. And then right before this next trip to Moab that Brian went to... You broke um, yourself? I, I broke my leg again. Really? So don't and say so Moab. And so I was just like... It's right. the keyword. You know, it's like, oh, it. I'm just putting some bad energy out there. Like, I'm joking about some shit. So tonight, I was just like... Like, even today, like, I bought a chick her train ticket to get to the city because she was having issues with her card. Nice. And, I was, and she was like, oh, that's so nice. And I was like, no, it's not about you. Like, I'm, I, need <laughs> I, want some, on I need some good karma tonight. <laughs> like, I just need some good karma. It's not about you. Like, which is kind of selfish in and of itself. To, like, Fuck karma. There is no God. There is no karma. <laughs> Fuck you, Jesus. Like, Fuck there's no you. Jesus. You know, you know like, can I just all, say? We, we like to say everything that's, like, so super, like, uh, like uh, there's no Jesus. Like, just all those things. All the time. Exactly. We yeah. love doing that. But today okay. I was just like, no, it's not about you. <laughs> like, I like I just need some good karma tonight. And she's like, oh, well, whatever. Like, I got a free train ticket to, you know, Houston, you know, London, Houston. But uh, <laughs> love it. And it's like whatever. There's nothing wrong with good karma. You know what the thing? But about we didn't get picked up tonight. We we didn't get called out tonight. So maybe I got that that, that karma came back. Maybe, but no, that karma's stored. It's stored. Yeah, you're gonna have a nice. Easy time now. You know what I think about base jumping injuries or any injuries for that matter? All the injuries I've ever had in my life, which are few, have always come at a time where I needed to stop and sit and reflect or I needed to take a different path and I was just not doing it. And so something happened and I got injured to make me sit there and go, you know what, I should have done that. And it almost like redirects you or it almost puts you where you need to. They always happen for a reason is what I'm trying to say. Injuries. So maybe you weren't meant to go to Moab because perhaps right. in Moab you could have had something worse happen, and you would have been in America where the insurance is really high, and you know and what I mean. Expensive, yeah. You just have to look at it like that <laughs> sometimes. It sounds like second guessing. No, it sounds like there's always a reason because for everything. Because you're sitting there with a broken leg, going, oh, well, I should have done, done this. this. I should have done that. I should have gotten in the shower earlier that day, yep. and then I would have missed that load, and blah, blah, blah. But then you have to sit and think about, why do I have this injury? What's What do I need to be doing and thinking about right now? What should I, what should, what could have happened if I hadn't have had the injury? So you have to think like that. Mm. That's what I tell myself anyway. You know? Sounds yeah, like, a, like, a, a, like a rough spiral to put yourself in. But, you know, at the uh, same no, no, no. time, like... Uh, I've been having a lot of unstable thoughts that I normally have wouldn't have. Like, yeah, like, before your accident. No, uh, since the accident, like, like buying, like, oh, maybe I should buy a house. Oh, maybe I should like do more for my retirement fund. <laughs> all that bullshit. Was all that, valid? <laughs> because like, I I didn't think I'd ever need to retire because like, uh, I just the... figured I'd 
go in. Go in, yeah. Right? <laughs> That's easy <laughs> well, way now, out. Now I'm like too old to die young, but I'm yeah. too young, not young to die anymore, old. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm like so cliche, like I'm right in the middle right now. Like uh so now I'm actually like, you know, doing things to like make sure that if I make it to that stage because like here's the thing. If I if I die, like um we're all going to die, right? But like uh wow. I plan on turning this thing, this body back in ragged out like i, I mean I'm, I'm already like oh, you're in the right sport for that yeah structurally it's already like <laughs> compromised like right. with my left leg but um <laughs> i i like i don't plan on you know it's like a rental car like you're, you're gonna fuck that thing up like and you're not gonna feel bad about it that's kind of how i'm treating my body at this point i'm like it, it, i might be in pain by the time i'm in the later years but It'll be worth it, do you I'm think? Go- I'm going to squeeze every last bit of juice out of this body that I can get. How's that going? Yeah, so how fun. is that going? Well, having a lot of fun. <laughs> have, have, you know, but uh, it's not pretty, without some pain. You're you know? pretty healthy there. Generally speaking, I'm, I'm pretty healthy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just walking around downtown London, you're <laughs> fucking healthy as shit. Yeah, as long as like when see, I was carrying like, the podcast uh, equipment, like that, that like no, I, didn't uh, that. That, no, I was walking kind of slow because that yeah. shit's heavy. Yeah, but you've got it. You're slow recovering. I mean, where, where it was October, right? So yeah, it's only like months three ago. months in. Three yeah. months. So it's not not that much time, really. I'm yeah, surprised you're you know, walking. If you compare yourself to Attain, she's this picture of health. Yeah. Me. <laughs> How old are you, Attain? How old am I? Too close to fifty. You're in your thirties. Oh yeah, I'm in my thirties. Late thirties. No, I'm not actually. I'm in my late forties. Okay. I was trying to be nice. No, <laughs> oh, you're very kind. Mm. You're very kind. Sorry. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know what? It doesn't matter how old I am. Nah. How old Because it's feel? just a number. It's just a number. Well, today I feel really old because I've had a really hard week of working out. Mm-hmm. But generally, I feel pretty good. What have you been working out doing? You know, cycling and stuff. What else have you been doing? <laughs> Talking about that. <laughs> I hear you you're quite a ninja on the uh, <laughs> MMA front. <laughs> MMA? No, I don't do MMA. <laughs> Are you fighting? I do Taekwondo. Taekwondo? Yeah. That's right. right. The yeah. Korean art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Kick, someone, awesome. kick someone off a horse. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Mm. Do you like. What, what about. So I started doing it, because, you know, funny enough, I started doing it because it was there was a school near me, and I thought, now there's a good way to keep your reactions, you know, to, to help keep your reactions really quick for base jumping, yeah. and to keep fit, because I was embarrassingly unfit, and I thought, now there's a good way to keep fit. I didn't realize I was going to be so into it, but I'm really into it now. Nice. And you won a silver medal last weekend, right? Two weekends ago. Did you compete? Yeah. Did you have a competition? Did you beat yeah, the, the fuck out of somebody? GTI Taekwondo <laughs> champion. Was it a, a was it a fight or was it like uh, forms? Two or? fights, yeah. That we do full contact. Not full, co- not like. Um, do you wear headgear. Headgear, shin gear. You beat the shit out of some chick. My first fight, I won. The second fight, she was just too good. So oh. She deserved to win. Yeah, I, I really struggled against her. Did she knock you out? No, 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 no. She just. She got because in Taekwondo you, in competition you get points for kicking, not punching. I've got a really good punch, but a really bad kick. So I've got to work mm. on my kick. She came in kicking, and so she got the Isn't points. Is Taekwondo all about kicking? It's kicking and punching, but in competition you get points for kicking only. Mm. So I pu- I punch hard, but it doesn't matter. 
I mean, if you kick. punch her and, and she's like, ah, oh, stunned, and then you kick her, then you bang. Yeah, it, she was too fast for me. She was She's a lot more senior than I am, so she deserved it. She, she fought really well. Mm, fair enough. But it's a really good sport for fitness, but also for reaction. So just you just realize that you, you become a lot more sort of aware of everything, you know. You got silver medal at that. Silver medal? Yeah. High five. Next time the gold. Mm-hmm. But but, but it. seriously, it, Kick it's that just bitch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird, weird sport because you kill each other in the ring and then afterwards you sit and chat like old friends. You know, I love mm-hmm. it. It's a very it's because it, 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 you can relate to something. Well, yeah, it's it's founded on 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 you know, it's founded in sound philosophy. It's, it's a real a martial art well, is, is any is not just hitting each other and kicking. Even each like other. the guys that were in Manchester last <laughs> night that were that got up. Because everyone that put their name in the hat got up lap yeah. in Manchester. Fuck you, LA. Like we we all like saw each other and we're like, yo, what's up? Like it was like a shared um, experience, you know, because we all went through that together right. on the same night. So you have that and, in common. And so like you and and whoever you fought, you know, like for that competition, you like you went through that shared experience. Yeah, so we have that bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. Yeah. Tim, what did you think of the night? Like uh, with all the comedy and stuff. It was a very enjoyable time. I had a lot of fun with it. Very enjoyable. Every time they went to the pitcher, yeah, I looked over to both you guys after Just knowing sweating that you went over, and <laughs> the relief after they did not call your name. It was just the elation that I had watching you guys was very fun in itself. Um, I didn't want to go up either, but <laughs> yeah. Well, at, at least you put your name in the hat. Yeah. Respect for put putting your name, your name in. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. did. That's right. Big Dick Tim. BDT. Unlike Big Dick Tom. Tom. <laughs> members of this audience. Yeah. But I think Tom would have been a riot, actually. No, right? I, I actually right. just really enjoyed <laughs> not having to stress about that moment. I just, yeah. It was nice just in seeing the the atmosphere unfold and all the awkwardness around it without having to put my name into that. It was yeah. Lovely. Because we, we lived vicariously through the people who were feeling awkward as they went up on stage. So we didn't have to be up there ourselves. Yeah. High five, Jane. High five. Yeah, we <laughs> Meanwhile, the three of us were sweating bullets every time they pulled Every the time they pulled somebody up. I was like, shit, this is going to be the one. And then when you were like, oh, this is a one word name, I was like, oh, oh yeah. You just like the adrenaline it. rush, isn't it? Yeah. That's what it is. It's well, that expectation bon- bon- of something bon- about to happen. There is a dump. There's an adrenaline dump. There is, you know, definitely. Like, uh, I don't remember what I said last night. You don't remember at all? Uh, I mean, I know what I, I know the topic that I talked about. Yeah. But I can't tell you if... Right. So lucky anyone. we have it YouTubed. It's already on YouTube. So, you know. and we... That's the scary yeah. part. Anyone that's ever done, like, their first skydive or, like, their first base jump, like, you understand that, like, there's very little you remember from you that. You remember they, nothing. Because, like, right. it's it's an audio-visual overload. Like, yeah. a, there's Super an adrenaline awesome. dump. I still have that problem. Going up <laughs> like, on stage <laughs> to try to do, try to do a that minute. First tandem? Chandy, yeah. Same thing. Like, Chasing uh, the dragon. It was so funny because, like... Uh, and that's why, like, I always encourage people when they do their first skydive, like, yeah, buy video, buy pictures, you, buy s- you something forget. so that you can, like, have a, have memories of that moment. Yeah. Because your actual brain is not going to retain anything because it's, like, you're just going to be in overload. And this comedy was no different. You well, know? you know, standing up on stage and talking in front of people, 
I mean, is, is for even an actor, even if you know your lines inside and out, it's still daunting. Now, if you've never rehearsed anything and you're getting up in front of strangers to do something you've never rehearsed, I, and I hope couldn't to do make it. Them and, laugh. and then hope to make them laugh on top of it. You've got to have your A game. Otherwise, yeah. you go blank. Yeah. Yeah, and we, uh, you know, like the, the two most common fears for most people is you know, public speaking and heights. Yeah. You know, and like, uh, yeah, we, we, we all here. You handle them well. Kind of <laughs> handle heights. Yeah. I wouldn't say I handle public speaking well because I, I maybe got a chuckle or two, but I also got voted worst set of the night. <laughs> so, <laughs> did you? <laughs> Boom. Uh, uh, Tony was like, that's for sure the worst set of the night. Like, it's. <laughs> that's a compliment. He said it. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of <laughs> took it like that. I was like, oh, a milestone. Like, like you know, you know, like. You'll never forget you as you were the worst. Yeah. If you were in somewhere in the middle, you'd be easily forgettable. So, by default, Brian, you obviously did good shit. No. You're better than no, Ravi. I, I don't know. better than me. Yeah. I, I do not remember my set. I do remember, <laughs> I remember set eating a bag of dicks in <laughs> front of everyone. <laughs> yeah. I said my first joke <laughs> and handfuls, nobody, nobody said or laughed or said. Like, there was crickets. But it was a tough crowd. It was a tough crowd. It was a it was a tough crowd. It was crowd. a northern crowd. However, crowd. they were kind of bitches. Yeah, yeah like, they they were they were all pretty fucking. Fuck you, Manchester. <laughs> Suck it. But I must say, after the it American funny. went up I mean, tonight, I was like, "There's no way I'm going." I do not want to follow any oh, one of those people tonight. Well, yeah. the the American dude that like somehow I don't even turned know what he the said. Heel. Like he like turned everyone against him. I yeah. Was like, oh. Oh, yeah. after him, I was like, you know, I could go after I him. I could go after him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was like, all right. Be like, and I'm not like that guy. Yeah. I didn't want to say that I'm an American. After Anyone that, that knows, <laughs> wants to know what we're talking about, just reference Kill Tony London, and, and you know what we're talking about. Yeah, you'll get it. And, and watch it on YouTube. But not Manchester. Don't watch that shit. Don't watch Manchester. <laughs> In fact, they never went to Manchester. Yeah. No, it was, didn't happen. And Brian wasn't the second person to go up, and I wasn't the fourth person to go up. Don't worry about it. Second? Wow. Yeah. At least second. It was literally out of all of us in the crowd that went to see the show. What an opportunity. (sighs) Yeah. And they were all sick. Like, something happened in in, uh, Dublin, and, like, they were super sick. Like, the energy was kind of low. They they were dying. On stage. The energy is all, it's all about the energy. Once you've got a good energy, I think things just flow, don't they? Yeah. Jokes and things will just flow with good energy. Also, shit flows. Yes. Spray sometime. Yeah. It, yeah. It was, it was fluid last, last night. Yeah. So, attain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Randy. Uh, so for those that aren't familiar, Basic Research is the company that was basically the precursor to Apex Base. It, it was, yeah. So I think it was it was Marta's company mm-hmm. that joined Ape, uh, that joined Basic Research to create Apex Base. Basic Research was a lone entity at the time. How did you get involved with Basic Research, and what in what year was that, and how did you get involved with it? So in 90, end of 96, I was only supposed to be in America for three months to do some skydiving. At the end of 96, I had a skiing accident, and I couldn't get on the plane, and I was in plaster, basically. And then Anne approached me and said, 
You know, we're going to the IPA symposium. And Heliwell. My, my says, guardian angel. Yes, I remember you told me that story. Um, she said, she said, we're going to the IPA symposium. We need someone to sit in the office for two weeks. So I said, okay, I'll do it. Cause because I you were in the plaster? Uh, yeah, I was in Sitting plaster. anyway. Sitting. That turned into two years. And um, I, I was just, it was my job. And I used to pack the student rigs and all of that. And then one day they said to me, you know, you need to do the course because you work for us. So it's really good to do the course. And in those days we did the course out of the hot air balloon. So we had to do six bungee jumps first. Six. Or whatever six. it was. I can't remember. Six? It was, I don't remember. It was so long ago. And then we did, you know, a PCA and then we did handheld. So I did, I did six base jumps out of the balloon in 1998. And then I didn't do it again until 2015. Holy shit. Yeah. Why the break? Oh, life, marriage, DJing, divorce, mm-hmm. all that. And then... <laughs> <laughs> After all that, you're like, fuck it, I'm going based. You know, and then, then I was living in Thailand. So here's the weird story, right? I was living in Thailand in 2014. And I hadn't been in touch with this. The, I had all my friends on Facebook, so all my old base jumping and skydiving friends. But we didn't really talk much. Every now and then, hey, what's up? But I had not followed the sport at all. And I was at home in my ha- at home in Thailand, and I just this guy I was seeing had gone back to Israel, and one of my cats had disappeared. I was really low. <laughs> <laughs> and I was on somebody's Facebook page, and there was there was a um, there was a wingsuit base jump. It was the three guys. It was Ludo Worth. It was those yeah, guys. Yeah, Ludo Brian and the Dan unfortunate. Vickery. Yeah, and yeah. so I didn't know anything about any of that at the time. And I sat and watched one of their um, uh, proxy base uh, proxy wingsuit flight, and I was like, oh my. God, look what everyone's doing now. I had no. The last time I hadn't been aware of wingsuiting was when Patrick DeGay Don had made his own yeah. wingsuit, and then I th- hadn't been in touch with the sport at all. So for me, this was this massive eye opener. I was like, what are they doing in the sport now? They've really. I had, it blew my mind so much. I couldn't actually get my head around how much it had grown and what people were doing. So I, for a week solid, I watched every single YouTube video on wingsuit <laughs> base, and I said, I've got to. I have got to. So I got in touch with all my friends and said, hey, I want to get back. I hadn't skydived in 10 years, so I had to go and do my AFF Level 7 in Thailand. Mm. I had to go through all of that. And then I did a refresher at the bridge with with Jimmy, uh, with Marta. And here we are. I don't want a wingsuit base anymore. I've got a onesie now. But that's how I got back into the sport was that one Facebook video. Yeah. Just that one video just hooked me. Being in Thailand... Did you know Johnny Guru? Does that name ring a bell? It rings a bell, but I don't think I know uh, who he was. He was a mentor of mine, but he's got a Hawaii guy for a minute. Just curious. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. So he's at, he was at um, Thai Sky Adventures. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I never jumped with him in Thailand, but like I, I, he, he left Hawaii and yeah, I Thailand. Him. I uh, him. You know him, though, right, Tim? Yeah. Yeah, I remember him yeah. now. Gosh, he's still around. It's still, still somewhere. Yeah, yeah, he's still there. Not, I think. not dead yet. <laughs> not dead yet. I think, yeah, he, yes, I remember he was at uh, Thai Sky. Nice. Yeah. So, so you had like a significant break yeah. from the sport, and then just decided, yep, it's it's time. But I dreamt about base jumping, and I have dreamt about base jumping for the last the whole time, and I still do every about three times a week. I have base dreams. It never yeah. went away. Yeah, my yeah. base dreams okay, never went away. Okay, tell us more. Tell us, tell us, talk us through a base dream. <laughs> I have the, w- and there were often times with you in them when we're jumping these completely stupid hey, oh. things. Like we're on a bookshelf or something yeah, and we're wingsuiting. Oh, oh, and it's always, because Tom, Tom and I jump quite a bit in London together. Yeah. So he's oftentimes in my dream and we're, we're walking around and we're looking at these in weird buildings. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, Tom, I dream about you. <laughs> Here's it. I'm so admitting did, it. Did Thomas shard Thomas. by chance? <laughs> did he shard? It was a dreamy shard. <laughs> what? It's a yeah, sh- it was, it was a reference to like shard yourself, shard yourself. Uh, sh- <laughs> we are in England with the tallest building being the shard. We yeah. had the good worst reference. name ever. Didn't go nicest. No, no, my dreams are always really strange. And it has been it has been jumped, <laughs> but it's. I mm. always dream about such a beautiful building. Thomas. Weird. Thomas. Weird. <laughs> Sharding himself. Shard, oh, shard. Just sharded out. Oh, I got it. All right. I got it now. Okay. <laughs> Laura liked that a lot. <laughs> Laura did Sorry. so much. <laughs> Thomas is so dreamy. <laughs> but you guys don't have base dreams? Does oh, I have them all the time. Do you have them mm-hmm. all the time? Because yeah, some people have don't have them. The and I just think... It, because they're so vivid for me sometimes. They're so bizarre. Do you eat late at night? I do. And I tend to eat cheese. And I know cheese gives you weird dreams at night. But I like is the dreams. It it's cheese, yeah. I find that spicy Indian food gives me nightmares. Does it? If I eat it late at night. <laughs> like if I eat a late dinner, if we go to an Indian place and I get lamb vindaloo at 8 o'clock at night, I'm going to have weird dreams. It's because your digestion's going so strong in the evening while right. you're sleeping. So yeah, 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 yeah. Like I go to sleep while I'm still trying to put that spicy shit So to are bed. they Indian nightmares <laughs> or lamb nightmares? Like I don't I don't really want to put a race to it there, no. Tim, but yeah, it's a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's it's a vindaloo. It's a colorless. It's a colorless nightmare to me. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that gives me a base dream is worth eating at night because I love them. They're mm. always so crazy. Mm. Like you're on a bookshelf and you just launch, and next thing you're in free fall in a wingsuit, and you just think, how? How many times have you bounced off the ground? <gasps> never. In your really? dreams? I've no? never bounced. Oh, dude, I'm so. Bounced. Have you? Oh, you sh- like you shake what? awake? You haven't bounced. No way. You haven't bounced? No. Oh, I've had so many bounce dreams. Have you really? Yeah. It's it. I haven't. Try harder. Yeah. Try harder. Yeah. I have a lot of skydiving dreams, and it's always like we're jumping out of a massive 727. And? In the clouds, and we're like at 17,000 feet. And I you don't never hit the ground. I've landed my parachute many mm, times. There's okay. no parachute. It's a lie. Yeah, you, no, have to, I have you have to bounce. You're not a good canopy pilot. Fuck you. I mean that from Why a nice the place. fuck didn't no, Tom sign up? He's actually being right because I had a knee injury and I, ever since my knee injury, I can't land a parachute. That's really? not actually too too untrue, to be fair. <laughs> you just need more fronts. It, it was a kicking a stupid punching bag that did it. Taekwondo. Yeah, and now I still land like Mm-mm. a like a student. Hey, but you got a good story, so it's fine. Here's a good story. Yeah. Mm. Did that punching bag learn its lesson? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Right, right. It taught me a good one, though. Mm-mm. But, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. So, so basic research, and then fast forward, like, to 2015. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in the middle, you were DJing yeah. um, in front of pretty large crowds. Yeah. Why don't you... Can can you tell us anything about that? Is there anything you want to share? You feel it feels great to DJ in front of a big crowd when you're having a good night. I've had some bad nights where I haven't mm. DJed well, but there've been some good nights and I, yeah, it's awesome. What sticks out from one of those good nights? Mm, just a good feeling. I don't know. It's a great great feeling when the whole crowd is with you and you're playing really well. Mm. There's no better feeling on earth, yeah. honestly. It so is a great now, feeling. Given that 
feeling mm-hmm. and your experience tonight with stand-up, yeah. would you sign up again next time? If I had, like... A if you knew you were going up. If I knew I was going up and I'd completely rehearsed what I was going to say and I knew it was really funny mm-hmm. and, I, and I had it all down and I, there's no way I could forget it easily. Because don't forget, when you go up and DJ, you've been DJing for years, it's something that's like second nature. I was going to say, like it feels like you can handle a crowd. Yeah, I can handle a crowd. It's not speaking in front of people that really gets me down. It's just you have to know what you're going to say. You have to be on it. You can't just go up without nothing prepared. That's true, right, Randy? That's <laughs> what, so what whoa, if whoa, you whoa, know you know you're gonna bomb and you go up anyways? That what, takes what does that balls. Say, that yeah. tells me you got balls. Because it is takes it takes a lot of guts to get up there. I have to say, kudos to you guys because yeah. it's not easy. When you have to make someone laugh, it's one thing when you got to speak to a crowd. But to say, oh, hey, everybody, easy. hey, I'm introducing the night, that's fine. But when you've got to make someone laugh, oh, it's, it's a lot you, of pressure. But if you know your material is dog shit. Like, <laughs> well, that's different. <laughs> yeah. It's a, but you do it anyways. Yeah, you do it anyway. But when you have, like, material and you have to spin it on the fly, it's kind of a similar kind of boat, is it? What? Like, how, how no. similar is it to, like, trying yeah. a new set yeah. comedically? As it is, like, let me try to mix this shit in here. Oh, yeah, sometimes you mix on the fly all the time. And then and it either works or it doesn't. Yeah, sometimes the, the, the dance floor stops and looks at you like, huh? what the fuck are you playing? I once was playing in front of about 3,000 people in California, in Colorado, and I leaned over to shake someone's hand who wanted to shake my hand as I was playing, and I knocked the needle. Oh, and I went, train wreck. In front of everyone. And they had it on video. A needle. A needle across the record. That's when we still played turntables. And it went... And it was horrendous. I mean, you're talking about a massive sound system. And that noise across that sound system... It just was hurt like everybody's face and A ears. million nails down a chalkboard. Well, <laughs> at least you were playing. I had to pick up my needle and start again. I was so embarrassed. Right, at least but, you were playing. But I was playing just shaking someone's hand because they reached up. They really wanted to shake my hand. I was like, yeah, I can't... <laughs> And just banged it. And it. Epic fail. So what do you do in that situation? You, you just, just brush off and go on. You have to. You can't just, oh, oh I'm so embarrassed. You just have to count. You have to yeah. be a pro. And just Pretend carry like on. it didn't happen. Yeah. Just put it right back on and be like. Every musician fucks up. No one's perfect. I tell people, I say, you want to listen to a perfect set, listen to a CD that's been mixed in a studio. Because right. when someone's playing live, whether they're doing comedy or music, whatever they're doing, it's live. Things happen. Right. No one's perfect. Studio stuff is all done and it's remixed and it's produced. But when you're live, you get you go off key, you 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 train wreck, you crash a mix, you lean someone, you fall through the stage. Things happen, you know. Mm. People get so critis- critical about live performance, but they don't realize how hard it is. I'm not mm. saying anyone here. I'm just saying in general people really criticize artists. Oh, do you see he went off key there? Did you see he mixed really shit there? Well, yeah, it's a live performance. It happened. Yeah. This is life. If you want perfect, get a studio mix and go home. <laughs> yeah. Don't come out to a video gig, you know. Go buy your auto-tune CD. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I tell people. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> that's awesome. Tim, what did you think tonight? What was your plan tonight? Because Tim put his name in the hat. Yeah, yeah he was Tim, prepared. what were you going to do? Dick Tim. There was no plan. BDT. What if you were picked? What would you do? You have just not gone up. Uh, that was one of the options. 
He would have blacklisted. That was one of the options to be blacklisted. blacklisted, (laughs) Yeah. Any number of things. Maybe talk about. Nice. That would have been good. Maybe talk about being 44 years old. That's funny in and of itself, isn't it? Being in our 40s. Hey, made it. (laughs) We made it. That's how I look at it. Fucking survive. Thank you, kind sir. Zabiz. Mm-hmm. Oh, God damn it. I can't. I can't. Right. So we, we haven't really followed much of a format for this this uh, recording. We're just sort of the format. going with it. Uh, thank you guys for, is for, keep coming. Right, for helping me like kind of get back in the saddle, so to speak, and, and to just be being there. friends. You know, like uh, you guys have been uh, like known you long before my injuries and, and I will know you Smile long for after. Photo. Cheers. Yes. No, I'm so glad but, that um, you're always cool when you come to London. It's great yeah. to see you. Well, it's like uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't go into other people's neighborhoods without like a little, little what's up. Yeah. You know. And even you know this trip, it's like I knew I couldn't jump, but like I was happy to, you know, potentially ground crew or something else if if it came up. And uh, well. There will be other opportunities. And, and next time I'm back, or next time we're back, I'm probably bring, bringing a parachute with me. I uh, would love to be have so take you guys yeah. out and for an urban mission. Um, we yep, need to go time. look up in Manchester. Like, they got some stuff Manchester's got a lot of shit. Yeah, they got yeah. a lot of stuff, like, especially because like, the, the urban sprawl. Mm. Like not even like Manchester proper. Like there's out there by the big games. buildings with lots of I think, big. I think it builds into a wider theme of just like it's it's a nice time to be a base jumper. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. It's the laws are on your side and just in in England developments are happening. Yeah, yeah. period. Well, I don't know with Brexit they might be slowing down, don't you think? No, no, no? Uh, Brexit definitely fun. didn't look like it in Manchester. <laughs> Really? Manchester looked like there was a crane every other block. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. It's insane. It's Maybe, yeah. They'd have multiple buildings under construction that were, like, all jumpable. We were like, huh? Really? And everywhere we looked, it was, yeah. I bet the guys up there are happy. I'm sure. Well, you, you know the guys up there. I yeah. do, yeah. We, we, we don't need to drop them here. But <laughs> yeah. I still remember some of my base etiquette, you know, even though I don't do bandit shit that often anymore. Like, uh, I still know about some of my etiquette, but we don't, we don't need to say who's up there. But <laughs> <laughs> Who you remind uh, But But we know what you're up to, gentlemen and we ladies. Do. We yeah, do. We know what you're up to. It's a good time. It's nice being on an urban mission with, with people. Right. That come to town. And that's that. There's something fun about that. that oh, like God. it's like a to, it's like intoxicating. It is. It's like crack. It yeah. Is. Yeah. I it's like how, how did Lewis describe it? Okay. You know, it's like being in the mountains. Like what we do is like like marijuana. It's like just nice and chill. Yeah. You know, no no pressure. And then like like doing like you know urban shit. You know that's like that's like your crack. Like you're like. Give it to me. It's like a different it's kind of buzz. Yeah. It's a different yeah. kind of buzz. The best buzz I ever had from a jump was my, my first building. And it was a total banded jump in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. and, uh, Such a buzz. And, like, like, I landed and, like, we got like, – because I had two getaway cars because I wasn't sure which direction <laughs> nice. I was going to land. <laughs> yeah, totally I, I had one over on one side, one up. on the other just in case, like, because I was like, I don't know which way this shit's going to open. And <clears> I want to, like – 
you know, get in, get out, get, you know, quick. Yeah, and like we, I got, I dove, dove in the car. It was my roommate's car and he was actually off island at the time. So like we had a total, you know, alibi, like if they got the license plate and, uh, uh, yeah, like that buzz, I can't, I can't, I, I've never had a buzz like that yeah. since, you yeah. know, was, uh, but I think I'd the same. I did my first and my second building jump in the same night. And the first one was pretty laid back. And the second one was intense. It was on a main road. You had to fly over the main road. And all I could hear was the traffic and people below. I had to climb through the uh, the sh- scaffolding. And it was rattling. And I was shaking so much. I remember the, sh- the scaffolding was rattling. And I was holding on to it. Apparently, I almost pulled my pins out because someone was PCAing me. I've never <laughs> been so terrified in my whole life. Never. I can't believe I still I still can't believe I did. You had to fly over the main road and then had to land. But it was a PCA. It was a PCA still, but still, it's your second jump. You just think, Good uh, Lord, if I uh, if something happens, I'm going into that traffic. <laughs> right. And not only that, somebody else is helping you out. So like, you you have a little bit of pressure, like, oh, don't be a bitch in front of somebody else. Yeah, because yeah. they're watching you. Yeah, but at least I wasn't PCAing you because, like, I, I drop you. Drop. Uh, Would no, you I, drop me? No, no, no. Yeah, I, I only absolutely. drop Brian. I only, Brian. Brian's the only person Dude, I've ever dropped. He can't fucking PCA anybody. Fuck you. Like, I, I, <laughs> Brian's the only person I've dropped. It's hard. It's, it's How many other pressure. people you PCA'd? Yeah. Do you guys uh, love this? No, I PCA'd I, Trevor. I log it. I'd you log your PCAs? Yeah. One thousand. You know, I didn't drop Trevor. I almost broke broke my hand like PCAing Trevor. Oh shit! But you don't log. Yeah, nope. Don't I couldn't tell you how many objects I have or how many jumps I have at this <laughs> you point. You don't log, really? No. Don't you ever want to just know for your I own? I stopped uh, logging after skydive number twenty-five. Really? When I got my A license, I was like, and I don't need that ever again. Oh man! Because logger. Brian was privileged. Like he, all his friends were like at least. Coaches, if not AFFIs and tandem instructors, so and I'm lazy. So, so he didn't need he didn't need a he didn't just not he didn't a, need not a, a paperwork guy. All his friends could cover it, like whatever. Yeah, he's fine. He's with us. Wow, I, I log everything. Do you log? Tom? You can. I I live by my spreadsheet. Oh, Tom's absolutely incredible with logging every yeah. building and the spreadsheet. No, it's, it's I I go. There's at least sixty columns I log so per awesome. jump. What What wow. are the primary things that you you know, like a uh, log when you want to jump. Okay, so the primary Tell things are uh, pretty standard. Date. The type. The date, five W's. Time. Um, wind direction. Um, who you're with. Um, yeah. So what you have is evidence. What, what are some of the weird things? On your things? laptop. Yeah, what are some of the weird um, things that you log? So like that, that maybe someone would, a normal jumper would think so of. Like, um, is it an anomaly? Did you get busted? Busted is a good one. Because then you can create a great pivot table on that. Um, I'm knocking wood because never been busted. <laughs> I've done some stupid shit, but never been busted. Uh, yeah. And um, just like camera angles. Okay. Camera angles, because then if even if you're a shit camera editor, but you know you, that you shot something in a certain type of frame, it's worthwhile. Mm. Um, who jumped with? Mm-hmm. Even. Try and drill it down to base number if you can, because I think that's worthwhile. Yeah, I think it's. W- oh, but you mean the person's base number who you jump yeah. with? Oh, I don't go that far. Oh, yeah. I always put the names of people when I do when something funny happens. I always note it there so I can go back and go. Oh, I remember that night. 
That was funny. Uh, the types of keys to get into buildings is another one. Oh, that's a good You've one. You've got to have that. Yeah, I don't do that. I remember them, though. The <laughs> borough. The borough. In London, we have different boroughs. So, we, yeah, the boroughs share certain types of keys. So, it's kind of crucial. Mm. So, it's, it's a lot of that. Is. Yeah, I, I used to, and I, I destroyed it, but, like, I, I had a, basically a big PowerPoint presentation for how to how to do like all my favorite bees in in hawaii Amazing. it was such a good power and i was just like if this you, falls into the wrong again no it's gone no I, but could you deliver on the fly i i could i could recreate nice. some of those things but uh yeah like back when i was like really hungry and just like going after it like i i like i had like little like uh presentations like this is how you do this building and like all the nuances and like all the things you want to consider and then i just realized like oh if this gets in the wrong hands like a like i'm probably going to jail and or b like someone's gonna get in trouble like using this you know so yeah i i I got rid of it but uh I miss it. Like, like hearing you say that, I'm like, oh, I, I had some good shit, but not not worth it, really, for me, I guess. Like, 100%, um, yeah. Do you guys not jump any buildings in Stuttgart? No. Nah, like, no, our, our, whoa, visas, whoa, whoa. Our, our visas are dependent on oh, like, yeah, yeah. not, not yeah, being no. a criminal. Oh, okay, fair no, enough. Number yeah. one. <laughs> That's just too risky. Yeah. You don't want to risk your but yeah. livelihood yeah. over it. I've heard Hi, I got kicked out bees. of Germany. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not worth Bullshit it. Bullshit building. It's not worth it. There, there aren't really definitely any. still have them in Stuttgart, though. Oh, yeah. The bees yeah. in Stuttgart aren't great. We got we got some bridges down south, like, um, yeah. but the buildings are... The they're like at that like right right at that like point of like is this tall enough yeah like, the hundred foot oh it's my know, favorite they're, type they're like right <laughs> at that Nelson. point where you're like oh uh, i think this building is, like, is tall enough like they're right at that point so and that's not it's not fun actually because nah. you've got to be it's just it's just so you're cutting it really fine and well, it's right up tom's Tom alley if you can conquer an object, you conquer an object. Tom will, Tom, like, Tom is it will conquer if, anything. If you guys right. came to town, like we we'd ground, I you know I would I can't speak for Brian, but I, I would ground crew some shit. But like uh, you'd be hard pressed to get me to like sacrifice like. No, I don't blame you. The the visa and everything else we no, have going on over it. here. No, I'm definitely coming over there within the year. So Deal. For sure. Deal. And we got boys that are down to charge, and we and we can support that. <laughs> But 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 me myself like uh, there's a couple objects we could yeah watch like I've been there it's like I've been there done that like the bridges sound interesting though but I'll still I'll still support it you know what I mean like I like I'm not like like totally out of the game that's kind of a nice just trying to not get kicked out of the country Randy how much because obviously you're a veteran of the sport now (laughs) thank you I guess legendary how much I like veteran how much do you kind of like that fact that you can just take a step back now and just encourage others to sometimes it's a relief you know it's like ah oh, yeah i did that and like i it was fun and like uh like maybe it's not for me now some of that shit yeah but um to be able to guide people that are still in that mode or want to do that 
and like try and give them every opportunity to like be successful, I'm all about it. Like uh, I don't, you know, I don't want to be up at three in the morning, but I'll I'll, I'll tell you like how to do the things you need to do at the places that that, yeah. that I have that that are around to be successful to do those things, you know, like, or just things to consider, or even when we have like legit dudes come through, like, uh, Sam Hardy came through with like 12 dudes that we hosted last year in our apartment, you know, just people sprawled out all over the apartment. And like, they, it was like, they don't, they don't need us to tell them how to hit a building or hit a bridge. Like they just need to know where it is. You know, and so it's like, yeah, here it is, and then come see us afterwards. We'll go get some drinks. You know, I like that. Yeah. You know, it's like, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like, um, as far as me doing that stuff, it's like it's nice, kind of like being able to relate, but it's also nice, like, uh, not having that uh, desire, like that, that mm-hmm. like, because uh, man, I like my sleep. Like I, you know, yeah, no, that's my that's that's like my like one of the like you you can't like motivate me by money you can't motivate me by well time maybe you give me time off but like uh sleep is like one of the biggest factors that motivates me and uh you, you fuck with my sleep and my my personal time I'm like mm. you see a side you'll see a side of randy you maybe you don't like yeah but if i can if i can like give someone the keys to the castle that you know and like that someone that i trust and then let them have some fun it's it's i, I i'm all about it big fun big yeah. fan yeah that, can that totally makes any get sense it. yeah it does absolutely yeah, yeah. i totally understand that because yeah. so you can only go to disneyland so many times you can right only go and then, so it's, many times. then it's like it's whatever it's fucking disneyland but 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 if you can help someone else like enjoy that stuff like more yeah. than they could otherwise, you know, or faster, you know, because like there are things that you figure out over time that you can just hand them, and then it's like, oh, like that it enhances the experience for them, you know, and so I enjoy that. So, on that sort of point, um, is there a uh, Randy and Brian FJC on the horizon? <laughs> I don't I don't think so because uh, Brian and I didn't come from the FJC like yeah. crowd like like that wasn't like it we wasn't your like uh, no I I came from the mentor program and I mentored Brian and uh, uh, I don't you know not everyone that I've taught to base jump is still alive really and I and I still I carry that you carry you know, that I carry it every day one of my it's best friends it's not your fault that you can't though no what 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 he did that got him killed i definitely didn't teach him uh but still doesn't mean you know that it, it still doesn't it, it doesn't, it away, it doesn't yeah, hurt no. any less no. you know and and that's not the reason i wouldn't do it there's just enough good dudes out there teaching you yeah. know there are enough yeah. guys out there that want that i i don't want to take away from their business and i also don't want to like um I don't need that pressure. Like, uh, I'm not opposed to teaching again. Like, if it's the right person, it's a close, close friend that's sure. that's in the right place in the right headspace, and I have to be in the right headspace. But like, um, 
I'm happy to take people on that have gone through a course from like say Dukes or Jimmy and Marta or right, so you take them out you know, you know, the yeah, yeah yeah like people that have, yeah, people that, that have like once there. I know their foundation mm. then it's like all right like like I know, I know what you know because I know those people and I know what they teach yeah and now I can like uh you know guide you but I don't want to like I don't I don't want to teach from scratch like it's uh, a big responsibility yeah and it's and it it hurts it hurts it, yeah gosh, sure. it hurts when you lose somebody like yeah. i mean it hurts when i lose when we lose people that i didn't teach yeah but somebody that like i was directly involved with like uh, i can't yeah no mm. i can imagine that must be really hard yeah but but I'm not, I'm not opposed to to and and that's the same reason I keep this this podcast alive is to like kind of get people thinking about stuff or like hearing things that maybe they didn't know about or mm-hmm. stuff that they hadn't considered you know just just to get other jumpers perspectives out there you know that's that's what it's about for yeah. me yeah because then maybe somebody that's gonna go like hit some stuff in Norway that's like right next to water. They're like, oh shit, we did not consider all these water things that you're, mm. you know. They they listen to like the the podcast where I I talk about nearly drowning, and uh, they're like, oh, well maybe we should change a couple things. And it's like that, that's that's worth it for me. It is worth you know? it if you spread that little bit of info. Yeah. yeah, and so it's like I'm sorry I took took a a pause there, you know, for a few months, but it was like I just couldn't. You know, I wasn't thinking about it. Like I, I had to, like I had to take care of things. You know, but I mean, you go through that even when you're not injured. I, I go through stages too where I just feel suddenly really aware of of the fatalities, and I'm just, I mean, I'm aware of them anyway. But there, I went through a stage a few months ago where I was hyper aware of the fatalities and reading the base fatality lists and just really trying to understand a lot why a lot of them happen and I got too involved with it and I actually pulled out of jumping for a while I just I thought I just can't do it right now and it passed it was just a stage I didn't want to talk about base jumping I didn't want to really plan anything I didn't want to go out and jump I wasn't I was terrified just for that while because I was thinking gosh you know it's, it just gets real certain fatalities just really hit you they really do and they make you think about things you know more than others and, yeah. and you go through a stage where you think, man, you know, you just take a step back. I think that's completely normal, and it's probably really healthy actually to to take a step back and reflect. That sometimes, you know, this isn't just a gung ho woo sport. It's it's real. It's real stuff happens. Yeah. I totally respect that you, while you were injured, felt the need to to pull back. I would have done the same. Yeah. Well, and it was partly um, to not drive myself crazy. Yeah. Because like, yeah. My my the first time I broke my tib fib. Uh, it was only like six weeks and I was back at it. And and so I never really left. Like I was, you know, I was still on Facebook. I was still on YouTube. I was still like, like yeah. studying everything. But, it, but I was also a baby at the time. I only yeah. had like 33 base jumps when I broke my tidbit the first time. And yeah. so it was like, um, I drove myself nuts, you know, just, just trying to like stay like mentally in it and like, you know, watching all the videos and watching and seeing what was going on and like just planning jumps and planning trips. Yeah. This time around, I was like, yeah, like I'm I'm just gonna shut that part of my brain off and I'm gonna do some other stuff and like. How did you, you know, enjoy that? 
Super Punch Out. Yeah. What? What's a Super Punch Out? Super Super Nintendo. Like oh, I played a lot of <laughs> Nintendo and I watched a lot of Netflix. Yeah, Netflix, good old. And I'm not necessarily proud of the things I quote unquote accomplished in that time, but I needed to just like just be in another place and yeah. like not think about it and just have like I don't know, just have a different kind of fun. Totally understand that, and, and just just get away, because I knew, and I knew this would be a longer recovery, mm. and I needed to like spread load the the stuff. Like, and it was crazy. Like, uh, I started having all these like unstable thoughts, like you know, buying a house and setting up my retirement Whoa. bullshit. Uh, yeah, set up happy ever after. Kind yeah, of yeah. Right. That that wouldn't have taken you away from base jumping necessarily. No, and and a lot of the things that like I have sort of set up like uh it was a blessing because like i these are all things that i've i've blown off because it's like ah it's, it's a jumping weekend uh yeah. it's a, this kind of weekend oh we're we're gonna be doing other some jumping related thing yeah. and so i didn't um i didn't deal with it like I, I would just ignore the you know the transferring the 401k to this other plot and then <laughs> like all these other things that i would be like meh like nerd stuff well when you can't jump well Suddenly, do, yeah nerds do the nerd stuff the nerd you stuff, know yeah. yeah and uh and i think like longer term i'm gonna benefit from this time off you know yeah like, uh, totally and plus it's just like i love it i love it but i also learned that i can do other things too, you know. It's Whoa. like uh, life beyond base jumping. There, there are other things. <laughs> when I've talked, even on here, I've talked about like the plan, like life after base, you know. But I'm not there yet. But there is a life after base. That's yeah, there's a life after base for me as well. I'm just that. fascinated by the um, the kind of suggestion. There is something else other than base jumping. It's hard to fathom at some points because you just think this is the greatest thing in the world. What can I possibly replace it with one day when I need to replace it? And it, it, it's quite a sad thought because it kind of is an anticlimax. I think anything that you would do after that. Because you, you kind of don't want to, right? You don't right? want to but give up. But then I think it gets to a point where maybe one day people really make peace with it and say, this is it, I've done enough. I'm be- and be happy with that. And, you know, there are people like that. I think for me it would be a very tricky withdrawal. It'll be very getting unstuck and unglued from it, not least because of all the great people in the sport. But that's not, you know, you can still see people. But there is something, I feel like it defines who I am. And without that, how do I define myself? Exactly. I think everyone goes 360 and just figures out it's a battle with themselves. Yeah. Totally. See, and yeah. I, I've struggled with that, like the how do I the definition of me so to speak yeah because like i was in the marines at one point and like uh, i i did identify largely with that you know lifestyle for a minute and then like uh when i broke away from it you know i went through like a a bit of like a identity crisis and i found you know but i was already a jumper Mm. so i didn't need to it was an easy transition because I had friends, I had things, I had hobbies, and I was already jumping when I left the Marines. And so, like, when the, uh, 
like with jumping, it's, I, I guess, easier for me to, to imagine walking away from that, like, because I've already, like, been a part of a, a, a community that was very tight and very, like, a part of, this is the things we do, and there's very, very regimented, like, because the only people I've met that have a similar humor that's kind of dark and yes. kind of fucked up. <laughs> but Marines and base jumpers are on the same level as far as like we joke about our friends dying and <laughs> other people are like, how could you say that? And they're like, yeah, you're like, they wait, don't get wait, I, was, I was being funny. Like you didn't think that was funny. Like, okay. But <laughs> we uh, do, we, we, but we understand that we, we understand, you know, that we're not necessarily, you know, yeah. we still, we've still got heart. It's just, you have to find that humor in the mm. darkness, really. You we do. Still yeah. hug each other. Every time we still see each hug other. each other. I mean, you have to find that beauty in the darkness, like yeah. the, in those dark times, like because it's, I mean, it's a beautiful sport, but fuck, it can get dark when at, at times, and uh, yeah, you just have to cling to that, you know, cling to the love. But either way, you know, it was just one of those things where, like, I, I guess with the transition from you know, the Marines to being a civilian, but being a base jumper. And then like, you know, it's not that hard for me now to be like, eh, like, cause I, I've, I haven't jumped since what, October 20th. So like, that's, that's a long time off by my standard, but like, whatever, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. You know, it's like, man, it's not that bad. I'll either get back or I won't like, whatever. Like, you know, it's like, uh, there's more to life than that shit, you know. I think that's well, a good that's, place that's to be. That's the question, right? Isn't what? There's more to life, or what is there? Yeah, or there's both. I think is there more to life than base jumping? I don't know. Do I have to find out? I I would say yes, un, un, unequivocally. But but that's just that's just Randy, you know. Like I I don't have the answers. I think for me it's just it's it's for me base jumping is the thread that binds everything together yeah. uh, it's for me it's, it's there's always uh, base jumping it underpins everything it underpins my decision about the weather what i'm going to do that weekend how i'm going to structure my week because i'm always thinking of opportunities that might come up to jump and even tonight even tonight like i had looked at the weather when we're we, all jumpers we didn't we did zero jumping i didn't yeah, see a parachute but we all had fun tonight we did all that fun. we all came together because because of base we know each other through jumping but yeah. I tried to I tried to see if there was a possibility for a wind window. I mean, oh, yeah? I, I was immediately thinking of where to take you guys, you know. And then I saw the wind window That's on awesome. Monday or whenever it was, and I said to you, "Hey, it's looking good," because I totally forgot about your ankle. But there's <laughs> always <laughs> everyone forgets that I'm broken. <laughs> Is that oh, there's Randy oh, never forgets. <laughs> you can't move. Uh, fuck. I just it's even dating for me is a but hassle. That's why I made it clear in that that group thread. I was like, hey, <laughs> anyone wants to jump, like I can ground crew. Like I am not above, like you know, like yeah, you just because I can't jump, like I have ground. You know, I started my base career ground crewing. Yeah, like, I still know how it works. It's still fun. It's still <laughs> yeah, fun being I out with people, do it. even mm-hmm. when you're not jumping. I've done it. I love being out with the crowd, with yeah. the, with the guys, even if I'm not jumping. If we're just scouting or we're just being out, we're just looking for places to jump. Just a night of that to me is enjoyable because that camaraderie that you share, that thing that you do together, it's it's it, you and form a bond with people. And keeping your friends out of trouble, like it's it's a very <laughs> noble cause. Yes. Like like to be able to be like, you know yeah. what, I'm not gonna do this jump, and I'm gonna keep you from getting arrested, like or do my best. 
Like that's a noble, noble thing to Absolutely do. Absolutely, it is. So any of you out there that are like, ah, I don't want a ground crew, I want to jump. It's like, well, it's, sometimes you gotta like. Sometimes you just. Sometimes have you to gotta saddle up and ground crew, bro. Like, yeah. like that's what it's we part do. Of it. You know, it's like. Uh, it's, it's part, part of the game. game. It's One hundred percent. Sometimes you jump. Sometimes the wind starts blowing. Sometimes you have to ground crew. Sometimes you just never know, and that's the thing. You have to just be prepared, don't you, for everything in the sport. Yeah, for sure. But it's never ever. I've never been out and gone. God, I wish I hadn't gone out. Even if I hadn't jumped, I've never been. I don't know. Where did Brian go? Did he go I to think sleep? Brian went to bed. Yeah, Brian he had it. He had a couple, a yeah. couple of beers, and that was it. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I've never been out to with the gang. Even if I haven't jumped and come home and gone, gosh, I should wish I hadn't gone out. I've always come right. back going, now that was fun, mm-hmm. regardless of whether I jumped or not. I've always had a good yeah. time. That's the great part about bases is the people it's you're the with. It's the people that you're with. Yeah, so you're not even jumping. The people that you're with are... They're your crew. Your crew. And yeah. you're having They're a family. blast. Yeah. And you have that family. And whether you're jumping or not jumping, you want to take care of people. Think about all the base jumpers you know. Think about the, the community... You, I always feel that's the only community I've ever come across where I just feel like I slot in. You slot in, you can sit down and talk to another base jumper like you've known him for 100 years. And there's never that awkwardness that you have with... And, I, you know, when I was a DJ, I always felt out of place in that community. I never felt like I fit in, and I always found it really hard to kind of just be myself. But in base jumping, no matter where I've been or who I've met, I always just feel like we've got... There's something so big about base jumping that bonds a person to someone else that everything else is just gravy because you've got that single thing of base jumping that and then you find that you connect with them on every other level because they think like you and they you know they do we all think alike it's like it's like it's massive puzzle pieces of puzzle that live all over the world and when we come together we all just fit together (laughs) isn't that weird everyone we're very similar in many ways even though we do different things for a living Mm -hmm. and we're all very similar and we find those like the the common things (laughs) you know that that bring us together it's crazy i love it i'm so glad i I found i found this community so before we wrap it up i do because i we have not set any sort of format for this podcast uh but but i do and i am trying to get into like having a few things to expect so is that even necessary do you need a format no not really no but I did want to ask, like, the four, the okay. final, the final should, what though. I call so the final we've just four. Talked the a the lot. final four, the four finals. There might be a lot that we edit out because we've just, just I know fine. I talk too eh, much. Yeah, we don't have to edit shit. I don't care. I talk too, I talk too but much. Like, just tell me to be quiet. <laughs> but you could have hey, I'm going to ask yeah. both of you, Tom, <laughs> Thomas, and, right. Thomas and Attain. I'm going to start with Attain because she's a lady and... Uh, Ladies first. Ladies first. But Atain, have you have, have you been injured base jumping? Do you have a history of injury? None. Yes. None. None. No, I haven't. Oh no, I hurt my knee, but that wasn't she base jumping. She shits everywhere. Oh, shut up. <laughs> everywhere. Tom, Let's not go there. Across the wall. Thomas, on the floor. Do you, Thomas, <laughs> do you have any base injuries? Like a history of like have you no. hurt yourself yet? Touch wood, nothing yet. I hope the sky gods just let me sacrifice for everybody because <laughs> fuck. So I sucks. broke myself the day before you. <laughs> That's yeah. really strange that you have so close it's together. It's the opposite uh-huh. ankle, but yeah. You had your ankle and he had the other ankle. Yes. So you I didn't break like bones, but. But you hurt your. I hurt my ligaments. That crazy. And I was called a degenerate by a 
by a doctor. You were called a degenerate. I yes. can't even say it at this time of day. A degenerate. Degenerate. Yes. Why? The doctor, the MRI doctor. So I want x-rays and MRI. And when the MRI is a German doctor, he <laughs> called me in. He's like, I, w- I want to talk to you. We did your MRI on your ankle. You are with his broken English uh, and really horrible German doctor. You are degenerate. <laughs> so he probably didn't mean it like that. Maybe it was a German word, or maybe he had his translation no, wrong. No, I'm I'm degenerate. <laughs> he, he said. I mean, something is it, just. I did the diagnosis by a legitimate doctor. As a base di- jumper, I'm, I'm a degenerate. You formally diagnosed as a degenerate. I can't even say it. <laughs> Try again. Try again. No, not even drunk. Degenerate. <laughs> Degenerate. There we go. Say it. One right, more so, time. So, uh, question two. Give Thomas, do you have a favorite book? Attain favorite book? Um, no. I, but yeah. I'm, what I'm reading right now is where I think we're going with this question. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm just all about the English language, so I'm trying to improve every aspect that I have. Have like improved my Reading English. Like the dictionary. Yeah, the OED. It's good. Webster. Yeah, but I I just think it's everyone should invest in good old fashioned because they don't teach it at school anymore. What you know? proper English? Yeah. Yeah, I, to- I totally agree with that. So I'm I'm reading a lot of books. Just they're kind of tongue in cheek, but they're kind of like uh, good old fashioned English. Yeah, and grammar. What about you, Atene? My favorite. I've got a lot of favorite books. <laughs> I used one. to be a really big reader. Since Netflix came along, not so much. Um, <laughs> to Kill a Mockingbird was my favorite book as I grew up. Good one. Yeah. Um, and then I read The Talisman by Stephen King. I know Stephen King was my used to be my favorite author. I haven't read him so much anymore in in my later years. But The Talisman by Stephen King, I'll always remember that story. Absolute epic story. I loved it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. You know when you just you just eat a book up. That was how much I loved that book. I couldn't put it down. I read, I think, three days straight, and then I put it down. (laughs) So, yeah. So what happened next? (laughs) Indigestion from (laughs) reading the book. (laughs) There's so many good books out there. I've also read a book called Super Forecasting, if anyone's into that. It's about being a forecaster, super forecaster. is it South it's a really detailed. good book. No, it's it's for traders and investors, people that try and forecast mm. trends. They talk, okay. they go into detail about how you can, you know, develop that sort of. It's an incredible book. It's called Super Forecasting. Can't mm. remember the author. Sorry, it's on my shelf. No, really fine. good book. We have a link to it. I've got about five books on the go. I never finish them. I always no. start them and I get about three quarters of the way through and then I start. Another one. <laughs> it's that good of a book, huh? Yeah. Well, the the last book I finished was called Set for Life, and it was a finance book. You know, Is it about good? Investing. Was it a good book? It was really good. Uh, Set for Life, or anything by uh, Dave Ramsey. Like, if you want to like get your finances back on track and like, uh, you know, you prepare for the long term. Don't but, be a base jumper. That was his first. But if advice was it? Yeah, if at first <laughs> you don't succeed, well, base jumping's not for you. Well, but base jumping eats up so much of your money. It does, but um, so I'm gonna one at a time. Uh, one person from the BFL that you'd love to do one more jump with, 
and this is not to take away from anyone else on the list, but if there was one person that, that you know, like you, you had that time that you did jump together, or like maybe someone that you always look forward to jumping with. Go ahead, go ahead, Thomas. Get your mic, Tom. Sorry. <laughs> it would be uh, Dominic, uh, Dominic Loyan. Oh, he was your mentor, wasn't Loyan. he? Loyan. Yeah, so it's really sad in a way because um, Dominic obviously taught me, but uh, I always had these thoughts in my head where we'd eventually jump again together in the future. Oh, that's sad. And, uh, yeah, and it's sad that it's not going to happen, but... Um, yeah, I. If the question is as raw as it is, then yeah, Dominic would be the one person that I'd like to have. Because uh, I know he'd critique me. <laughs> Dominic. That'd be awesome, if you could do that. Dominic came and saw me the day I got out of the hospital uh, for this for the the leg I'm currently dealing with, a uh, broken leg I'm dealing with, and um, yeah, I'm with you. Like. Uh, yeah, that that one hurt. It affected you know, me too. That I one didn't hurt know a lot. I know. didn't know him, but it affected me pretty hard. That one. What about you, Atain? Um, so probably Damien Hurdlicker, because he was a, I knew him in Paris. He was, um, and then I went away from the sport, and and then we went away, and then of course Facebook came along. We connected on Facebook. Um. And then he, we just became friendly on Facebook. Just like took, he, he, uh, he, I said to him, you know, I'm thinking of getting into the sport. And he goes, oh, you'll love it. And we would start messing, we would message each other a few times on Facebook. And I thought to myself, now there's somebody I'm really looking forward to seeing again when I, when I start base jumping again. Because he was doing a lot of wingsuiting. And unfortunately, he actually, he actually, I found out that he had died as I was walking out on the bridge to do my first base jump in 17 years. That's when I found out about it, and um, yeah, I think it was on the it was in Lauterbrunnen. I don't know what happened, but he was a good guy. So it's, it's weird. You sort of connect with people again, you you know, and you think to yourself, now there's somebody I'm really glad I've connected with again, or I have, you know, that they've come back into my, you know, world, and that we sort of seeing, you know, catching up with each other on Facebook, and I was just really happy, and then that, and then that happened. So. Yeah. I was really bummed that he wasn't going to be one of the people I was going to run into in Alderbrunnen, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I went through, through like, a two-year period where uh, these, these like, high-profile dudes were yeah. like, oh, I want to, like, work with you and, like, teach you some shit. And then, like, they went in. They went in. Like, it was, like, like, two or three in a row. And I was like, fuck me. Like, <laughs> shit. Like, every every, like... Dude that like wants to take me under his wing like goes in. I'm like, ah, like what is going What's on going here? On? Oh my yeah, it's, it's like starting to think it was me, but it's 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 never you if, you're, never if you. you're wondering. Like <laughs> no. you know, people out there, it's not you. It's just coincidence or some bullshit. But thank you guys for like, you know, because we we could have done a lot of things after that show today, and, and yeah. we chose to come back here have a couple of drinks and. I'm glad we did. You know, put the mic on. I'm glad we did because yeah. we were all, uh, you know, was on a high from the show and. Right, it was so much fun. Just great to carry on the vibe. So glad we could like share that with you guys. So I'm glad you did. Glad yeah. you came out. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah. But on that note, 
Um, this has been a base life podcast. Tim, thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of it. (laughs) Happy birthday here next week. (laughs) Woo! Happy birthday, Tim. Whose birthday is next week? Tim. Next week. Yours yours is next week. week. By by the time this like releases, it'll be like Tim's birthday. Way past my birthday. What is the date of your birthday? The twenty third of February. Yes. I'm I'm like lost of which month we're in. (laughs) It's too late for me. February. (laughs) I think it's 2019. If you're trying to keep track. Uh, Thanks, because I wouldn't have known. It's about the same time as uh, Randy and T's anniversary. Sure. When is your anniversary? Uh, November. (laughs) (laughs) But she just got her ring removed. So. (laughs) Yeah, her 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 finger was so swollen she couldn't take her. Couldn't take her she was ring off. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, that was awkward. It's a momental day, actually. Lori's been monumental. St- my wife's mm-hmm. been strategizing how to remove that wing f- or that ring from her finger for so months now. Just use soap or oil, right? No, that doesn't it work. Doesn't work. No, nope. no. I, even no. I know how to answer that question, but yeah, it's yeah. more than, more to that. Th- it is very complicated. Is it? It's very, very complicated. I guess it is. Yeah. Um, yeah painful. You can ask yeah. T later about that. Gosh. But anyways, guys, thank you so much. Thank um, you. Thank you, man. Anybody got anything to throw out there before we wrap it up? Um, Is Brian okay? I'm, <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> this is what he does. Brian just like shows up, disappears. Does like, he just go to bed? Is he one of those people who just goes to bed and doesn't say goodnight? He yeah, just kind of does. Finish his yeah. beer or is no. I think his beer floor. is still yeah, it's still full. Oh, oh shit. Well, right. Maybe he's. I'll probably finish that for him. Yeah, just finish it for him. Thanks for having us on the show. <sighs> I hope Thank it you. Didn't bore you too much. I mean, you guys. I hope like, I didn't. No, this is you what I. You DJ Tane. You're never gonna. <laughs> And the, no, and he's this obsessed is, with it. This is what I needed I'm personally. To, just like I needed to record, you know, like it just to like get back in it. Yeah. Okay. So can we f- round this up on uh, a good wish to yes. Randy's recovery? Yes. Sure. And here we. I hope that that you'll be jumping. Well, I hope whatever decision you do make is the right one for you. Whether you want to get back. I know you will get back. I think you will. Yeah, I, I'm going to jump. You're going to jump. It's a matter of when. Of when and what kind of jumping. Because you did mention mm. that you were going to sort of think about a one-piece rather than a wingsuit. What's your get-out clause? What's my get-out what? Clause. Do you have a period or a, a point? I figured if I ever accidentally impregnated T, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be a that good time to get out. But... If I did become a parent, that's not saying I'd stop base jumping. I just gotta like evaluate them some things. But right now the goalie is on point, and I'm not trying to get one past the goalie. So just get yourself healthy and then yeah, deal with it. Hopefully then. you'll be jumping it in May at the VPG weekend if you're there. Uh, actually, hopefully I'm not healthy because like <laughs> if I am healthy by by May, like I'll probably be in Madeira for for that. You're event. gonna be in Madeira, so right. Are you going to Madeira? Of course, of course. It's gonna be but, third but I want to be with both of you because I want to be at VBG opening weekend, but I also want to be in Madeira. Oh, but there's also a wingsuit comp in Germany that I also want to be at. So there's three places. You have to clone yourself. So if I'm not all healthy, on the table. If I'm not healthy, I'm gonna be at the VBG opening weekend. If I am, I might still be at the VUG opening weekend, but 
there's a 50-50 sure. chance I'll be in Madeira. Madeira. It's, it's an incredible good. event. I'd love to do it. It's always on when I'm in Lauterbrunnen. The last two years I've been so mortified that I've missed the BBG opening party because every time I booked my Lauterbrunnen trip, it was always not the right weekend. So this year, I said, no matter what happens, I'm going to be in Lauterbrunnen for the BBG opening weekend and the Phoenix Fire Tracking weekend because I'm pretty sure they'll do it together and I don't want to miss it. And sure enough, that's the weekend and you guys are out of town. But that's because we weren't consulted. Like, uh, but I our, our calendars no way were not would, referenced that, before that weekend was picked. Yeah, no, but. I understand. I understand. It's just, it's just unfortunate because actually May is not a great time. For I'd rather be there in June, July when it's really warm. But I think opening weekend should be like in March. I mean, March. Like, like fucking early. But isn't it really cold and just snowy to still? Get it out of the way. No, but it's, it's not. Like, yeah, it's, get it out it's of the, the way. Open. It's nice because I always just go there on my own, just knowing that whoever I run into, I jump with, it's going to be mm-hmm. great. And it is every year. I know. That. Yeah. Well, that's like even when I'm not jumping, like, because I've been back to the valley like four or five times since I've broken myself this this time around, and uh, like I go just to like see who's around. You know, like yeah. just because nice. nice. I love the people and I love just the... Just sit in the horn and talk to someone for hours. Love know. the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even have to spend that much time with the horner. Like, well, anyway, um, like the, the yeah. cafe. What's it called? Air cafe. I can't remember. Yeah, airtime air or the horner or like, uh, you know, like whatever. We you go, go, to, we go to the valley. Yeah, up the Vingen. Yeah, like once you spend enough time there, like it just becomes part of your family, you know. So mm. Just hang out in the parking lot of Sickleburg. Which is one of the things that helped me uh, like yeah. accept that, like, yeah, I might not jump, but like I can still be a part of this family. I can still be a part of this, you know, thing. And, you know, because we have friends that are not base jumpers that are like some like super close people in my life. So like, it it's not necessary. You don't have to be a base jumper. Right. To be a part of like the the Sky family. No. You, know? so. you just have to be on the same wavelength. Exactly. Same mindset. And there are plenty of people that don't jump that just seem like they're. P- yeah. And just be a lovely person. You yeah. Know? Just try to be. Try try not to be a cunt. Try Good choice of language there. Lovely. Lovely. A lovely person. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Try not to be an asshole. <laughs> You know what makes me a bad person? If I exercise. If I don't exercise, I'm a real horrible person to be around. Mm. I have to exercise all the time. I have to be. I have to be like. That's my meditation. That's my feel good thing. It's if I don't exercise, if I'm injured or something, and I don't exercise, God, I'm a horrible person to be around. I just moan yeah. and just groan, and I get snappy. I know yeah. I'm horrible when I don't exercise, so I have to. I finally, like, I'm just now, like, allowed to do cardio bike. Oh, the bike, yeah. Like, just a bicycle, just pedaling. That's good. Yeah. It's boring as fuck, but at least I've got a little bit of cardio. Small wins, small wins. It helps. It helps. Cardio will, yeah, I mean, once you do that and you get your your heart rate up and, yeah, yeah, it's, I have to have cardio. All right, guys. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for getting me back in the saddle, getting the, getting the the podcast back on track. Tim, love you, brother. You know, thanks for being here as usual. Much I mean, love. Tim's al- almost always here when we record. You don't talk much though, because I've listened to some of them, and you don't. No. You don't really say do much. Do I need to? He has the voice what? though. He, he has his voice. He puts yeah, it do. in you when have it's a good time. Voice. You know, he, he interjects when it's when it's appropriate. appropriate. Yeah. Now's the time to interject. 
It's kind of like, yeah, uh, yeah, the interjector. I don't know what they call it. You know, a lot of these DJs. The Chain. interjector. Can you turn it on by that? The what? The voice. What? All right. What's he saying? I don't know. But at no this idea. point, we are going to call it a night. Love you guys. Thank you, this Randy. This has been a Bass Life podcast. It's been a pleasure. We're out. All right. If you want to know more about our guests, just check out the show notes. And if you want to give us some feedback or reach out to us, you can hit us at baselife2014 at gmail.com, facebook.com backslash the baselife, and on Instagram, we're at base.life. All right. Thanks.